Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's happening? This is uh, welcome to Dow Tuesdays, uh, Human Ascension within the Tree of Life, man. This is like what episode nine, I believe. Yeah, nine. Next week, we conclude on Spear. Well, with week ten, Spear number one. So we only got one more segment left um, before we finalize this particular series. So if you're new to the show, man, definitely go back here in the archives and um, start with show number one. That's why we named them, so you can actually follow them in order. And, of course, the only prerequisite that's required is for you to pull up an image of the Tree of Life in Kabbalah so you can see these ten energy spheres, which is just simply a cosmic representation of where you're at in the system okay um it's just really amazing that uh, we're floating in space right now you know what i mean at all times we're always floating in space we're going around the sun and the sun is going around some say the sun is going around the milky way galaxy itself and the galaxy is going around the universe and it's motion within motion within motion and whatnot and this motion is energy because anything that's moving means energy so, therefore, um, energy can be translated into uh, effects, how it affects you in this particular reality. All right? So, pull up the image of the tree of life. Um, that way you can follow along with these particular concepts as we're talking about the spheres. All right? Um, of course, visit the website, myastrologycoach.com, which is the main website. Um, also, when you go over there, go to the events tab. Um, our next upcoming event is actually the summer solstice. It'll be in Mount Shasta, so that's around June 20th, 21st of that weekend. And um, we'll be out in California, man, Mount Shasta. I say it all the time. It's just a beautiful place to be. Don't want to miss it. It's totally, totally um, off the chain. So we check in Friday the 19th and check out Monday the 22nd of June. And um, it's known as an ancient Lumerian temple. And the uh, only thing you got to do is just simply just Google Mount Shasta and read the stories uh, of the phenomenal things that have taken place there. I've been there personally. And I wouldn't be going back if it wasn't something special, you know what I mean? But it's out of a community that deals with the crystalline grids of the earth, understanding certain what they call vortexes. Some may call them vortices, um, power places on the earth that emits a strong geomagnetic field from the earth into the cosmos, Mount Shasta serves as a uh, major antenna inside of this crystalline grid. It's very true. A lot of energy down there in Arkansas as well. Arkansas may produce more quartz crystals than Brazil. So you actually can go digging for crystals in Arkansas. It's like South Carolina um, has, um, South Carolina has amethyst. Um, that grows in the ground, literally. So you got to know where you're at and understand the, the crystalline vibration of what's taking place. But Shasta is the antenna, and that's what we're going to be for the summer solstice, all right? So it's going to be truly, truly, truly lost, man. So definitely uh, make it happen. We have an all-day workshop on Saturday. Not all day, but in the morning we have a workshop on Saturday. And we kick it, man. We just go out on the town, Oakland, San Francisco, have a great time like we do. Sunday, we powwow, and we do the collective meditation that we do. 
um, at Mount Shasta. So, again, man, Shasta, I just can't really explain it in words. It speaks for itself. So, read up on it, man. Also on the events tab, mark your calendar for this, man. Also on the events tab, you're going to see on uh, 7-Eleven, you're going to see two things taking place. One is the, we call it the 7-Eleven, it's going to be the 7-Eleven stump off. Um, which is um, that's going to take place at Stone Mountain. Technically, that's going to be on the 12th. All right, so let me get in the stump off first. The stump off is Sunday, July 12th, and that is going to be um, everybody who comes to the book release that we're having on the 11th, which is the Spiritual Wisdom of the 21st Century, a book released by myself and Minister Jew. Uh, we had that book released on 7-11, which is a Saturday in Atlanta, all right, and, well, it's a book signing. You get the book free when you sign up for the workshop. Our spiritual technology be in the building. You know, I'm a big fan of the aura technology that we have, chakra technology that we have, yin-yang energy technology that we have to show you how to balance these two male-female forces that is inside of you. All right? Show you how to bring that into balance. Um, promise to be going in like you normally do. The brain technology will be there along with the heart technology show you how to bring your heartbeat signal into co- what's called coherence with your brain, all right, and how to get that lifeline straight. It's very important, learning how to get that lifeline straight right there. Then, so that's the workshop on Saturday. So then Sunday we will go over to um, Stone Mountain and do a collective meditation. Now, Stone Mountain, this is for the warriors, Um Historically speaking, this is the inauguration mountain of KKK. Historically speaking, this is Martin Luther King being specific in naming Stone Mountain um, as part of the promise, okay? Um, part of the I have a dream theme. Um, and also, historically, Stone Mountain, um, as far as the city now, is home of the Tupac Shakur Memorial, all right? This is Mr. Kill Illuminati, the Kaluminati. This is the dawn. This is the seven-day theory. This is the seven planets, seven days of the week. This is the same guy who shot at two off-duty cops for them being in violation of pulling their guns out and was never charged because there was a spiritual symbol that was being expressed at that time back then that has everything to do with what you need to be doing right now. And that is simply understanding how to tap into the realm of thought forms because the battle is always in the battle of the thoughts. The men who carry out instructions are pretty much carrying out a specific thought. You understand? See, this this is what get, gets us. Um, and we're going to talk about the radio schedule too. Um, what gets us is, you know, a lot of people sit back and talk about, the King Alfred plan and the Illuminati and you know uh, America ain't right, right? And, and I and I and I understand that. <clears throat> but at the core, what you're really saying is, yo, this, the people who were here who started this nation, who had this idea of democracy and had this, you know, even slavery, right? Those people are not here no more. And their thought form is still prevailing through a system that was set up, and people who inherit that system called employees continue to carry that on. And over a period of time, things will start to gradually change. But it, it would take 
in our reality, it'll take what we call time for that to occur, okay? So if you dislike something about the system, right, then you have to understand that you're really disliking uh, a group of people's thoughts from the past who are no longer in this particular dimension. But here's the key in which you have to understand. Just like you have ancestors, these people have ancestors, and they have went on to become ancestors. So let me make it real clear. The KKK and the Confederate Army have ancestors, okay, that interacts with this reality, just like how you can look and see ghosts in New Orleans. Okay, well, go to the battlefield of Gettysburg at nighttime and take a camera and watch what's going to happen. You're going to see soldiers still there stuck in this ramp. I guarantee you. It's a whole documentary on this stuff, all right? You're going to see it. So they still interact with this world via thought, <clears throat> all right? So we have to step up to a plane of thought. This ain't necessarily a physical war. It, 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 the last manifestation is the physical form. There's a way that you can go up into the realm of thought and you handle your work there. Come on, this is the matrix. I need you to get in your chair. I need you to strap on these special glasses called your imagination, all right, called your spiritual vision, and I need you to be able to go in from that particular realm, okay? Now, I'm going to walk you through something because it's got everything to do with today's topic as well. When you look at the history Go to myastrologycoach.com, go to the events tab, click on seminars, all right, um, and workshops. You're going to see the spiritual wisdom workshop and um, um, let me see. And you can also click on retreats from the events tab. I want you to click on, don't click on the spiritual wisdom one. That, that You can if you want to, but these both are the same events. One is just glorifying one day, and another one is glorifying the other day, Saturday and Sunday. I want you to click on the one that says 7-Eleven Stump Off, all right, <clears throat> because that one is specifically clear on uh, some chain of events that actually occurred. All right, and I talked about this in the last radio show that me and Minister Jew did, but on that, you're going to see a picture where it was foggy as a mug on Stone Mountain, and then when you finish, you can actually see fog be gone. Now, I keep saying this, so I'm blue in the face. Fog is synonymous with thoughts. You're clouding my judgment, right? So clouds, fog, thoughts, okay? Now, there's a certain thing that you can do called a banish certain banishing right that you can do to make clouds disappear, stop rain. You can actually invoke clouds to come in. You can actually make fire happen and hit, you know, come down to the earth, water, things of that nature. There's no it's no mystery. You you are the secret rain dancer. That's you. You're the rainmaker. You know what I'm saying? You're the one that you know, you know, you make it, you, you do the rain dance thing, but then it comes back to you going into the club and you throw your money and you make it rain. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a spiritual thing that's taking place. And so if that's home of the KKK and the Confederate um, Confederate Foundation right there on Stone Mountain, and then you go up there and there's clouds and it's telling you that this is really spirit, and then you go up there and you banish the clouds, the clouds be gone, and then uh, less than 20-something days later, 
somebody makes a petition and say these faces need to come off this mountain, you have to ask yourself, where did the person get the idea from? Of course, on the physical plane, it's going to look like, hey, I live in Georgia, and I'm just tired of seeing those damn faces, and I've always been tired of seeing them. But what a coincidence that, you know, you happen to do it. All this time you've been in Georgia, you happen to go viral. You happen to go public after a group of people specifically came to this place to banish the energy that was there. Then what was next? Um, um, Then you had a year later in March, the KKK met in Atlanta at the state house. So I'm telling you, their ancestors are like, okay, well, they made a move, now we're going to make a move. you gotta, you got to really understand how this works here. And I'm telling you, it is very, very, very real. And it can seem crazy and spooky <laughs> if you want it to be, but it's very real. And uh, if you're a warrior, man, you'll just be there because, you know, we, we you, you, you have to know at some particular point that you can call upon a force, call God or whatever you want to call it, um, to help you out in this particular battle um, that appears to be between um, men, all right, and um, something that you can do, and something that's very real, all right. So anyway, be there, man. Be there. It's going to be something phenomenal. It's always something great when we do something. There's always every year. I can, I'm, I'm going. In fact. Um, Friday, May the 1st, we're doing a radio show. We're going to do questions and answers. So anything about this segment and any questions and answers you got for myself and Minister Drew, period, we're going to be here Friday, May 1st, 9 p.m. Mark your calendar for that. Friday, May 1st, 9 p.m. Q&A. All right? And um, um, I'm going to build on something on that. We'll be here for that, man. So, you know, like I said, every year, every single year, there's something in 2011, we journey out to Serpent Mound. The serpent came up missing. The serpent's important because that's Moses. That's important because that's the Egyptians. And it was Egyptian cobra that came up missing out the Bronx Zoo four days later after we left Serpent Mound in grand ceremony. So the, the serpent is something that's on the crown of the, of the pharaoh. So we got the serpent in 2011. 2012... Grandfather Mountain do some special induction with the with the flag, the Syrian flag, United States flag, which is really the Syrian flag. When I say Syrian, I ain't talking about this landmass who you think the United States government is at war with this Islamic country. No. See, they're only at war with Syria because that's the cosmos and the ancient portal ancestors from Syria that need you to get on the Sirius XM frequency. The Sirius XM radio is only successful because they named themselves after the most brightest star in all of the sky. And I said all of the sky. You know how many freaking stars there are in the sky? And the brightest one is Sirius. Okay? So when they named themselves after that ancient gateway that we had temples built to, that calendars started and based off of this particular thing, then they become successful. All right. So I'm saying that to say that um, when we do something with the Syrian flag, our flag, 2012, at the summer solstice, 
You can look this up to a, uh, a bald eagle by the name of Isis died at Grandfather Mountain. He was just at Grandfather Mountain on the summer solstice. Four days later, just like how the serpent came up missing, four days later, four days later, the eagle died named Isis. So Isis is your queen, your mother goddess. So we got Isis. We got the queen of the chessboard. She's like the most popular goddess in the whole Egyptian system. We got that in 2012, right? 2013 comes along, some, and 14, some phenomenal other stuff be happening, man. Some other stuff be happening. And some stuff, like the minister says, some stuff happened, which is just too gory to can't even tell you because you'd be like, oh, no, nah. you, 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 you two are crazy if we tell you some of the things that have come back in this reality. My point is, <clears throat> when you're working for the most high, seriously, I mean, like real talk, when you're working from the most high, you know, um, phenomenal things are going to happen. And, and, and it, is my, it is my deepest desire, my sincerest desire for each and every one of you that's listening that I'll ever hear a message from myself and minister you is to um, know that the power of what we call God is real and stand on your God. I mean, stand on, because if you're righteous, you're righteous, man. Now, we can get into that, what righteous look like, because when you're righteous, you ain't supposed to sag your pants, you ain't supposed to smoke a blunt, you ain't supposed to say a curse word. That is a bunch of baloney, and I mean baloney, baloney. All right, that's not true. All right, what book you read, and it's going to tell me that's not the case. Because I'm going to show you, I guarantee you, especially if you bring that Bible, when you bring that Quran, I'm going to show you that God is a gangster, a certified gangster that rolls with the streets every single time. He rolls with the underdog. Okay? Because that's the glory. How do you take a people from a certain state over to another state of consciousness? All right? That's the glory right there. So anyway, man, the website, MyAstrologyCoach.com, the events tab, be there for the 7-Eleven uh, annual stump off. You know, the book is free, like I said. Uh, it's going to be off the chain, man. It's going to be a powerful, powerful, powerful workshop. It's probably going to be one of the better ones that we've done for real because the intent was coming behind it is going to speak volumes in the annals of history, all right, in the annals of history, I guarantee it. Uh, also on the website, man, go to the membership tab, man, you see the Moon Club, man, we're there on the Moon Club, we get together every full moon, we're doing powerful affirmations, um, just syncing our minds up together. I love this analogy, Minister Duke calls it a laser. When you get together and focus on the same thing, you create a laser, all right, so it's much easier for you to harmonize and get some of your goals done and accomplish in this reality when you harmonize together with one collective intent overall, all right? So join us for the Full Moon Club. Join us for the Astro Tarot Network for those of you that's interested in getting a little bit more personal one-on-ones um, with Keisha and myself, um, personal information about yourself, learning how to chart the heavens, learning how energy affects you, most importantly, how you can affect energy. That's right, how you can affect energy is there. And uh, we get more into the intimate aspect of how those things work inside of the network. All right, so you see the Astro Tarot Network that's there. Visit Casilda's Crystal Corner for all of your spiritual supplies, candles, 
things of that nature. That's their um, Star Fusions Bath and Body product is off the chain. In fact, I'm going to post the testimonials to it. Um, I'm talking off the chain. Got a new product that's in. Lemongrass soap is in. I haven't even put it on the website, so some things I'll be updating this weekend. Join the mailing list and join the mailing list. Um, that way you can stay abreast with us. All right? So let's get into this, man. Let's flow. Um, this week we're talking about Hawkma, spear number two. Hawkma is described as the spear of wisdom. Wisdom. Now, this is interesting because um, spear number two is really the first spear that that's created from creation, if you can follow that concept. If spear number one is the crown, the creator itself, or the starting point, then number two is technically the first aspect from the starting point. It's two overall, but it's actually the first step that the creator said, let me step outside of myself and come here. Um, this spear is known as um, Abba, which simply means father. This is the divine father right here. Last week we talked about the divine mother. So the question becomes, what must one understand and know to become wise? It's the question, because this is the spear of wisdom. What must you understand from the Western aspect of the tree of life to become wise. This is the sphere known as Mazaloth, which means the zodiac, or some will call it the six stars. So either way, whether we go with the six star ideology or the zodiac ideology, this is the heavenly realm of stars, because even the zodiac is composed of stars. So this is when you understand starlight, okay, and planetary energy overall. Thus, in the New Testament, we saw that the wise men were able to locate the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, based off the star of Bethlehem, a star. So it is said that the three wise men knew how to, you know, basically look at the stars. So we can only conclude that in both reference points from the Tree of Life and then even to the New Testament, that the stars make you wise. It's simple. There's wisdom in the stars. And we see this over and over and over again. If you want to take it to the Holy Quran, listen, man, they got a surah called the star, and then they come right back and have another surah called the stars, plural. They got something called the sun. They got something called the moon. Another one called the thunder. What's your factuation with these heavenly forces? That's from the Quranic standpoint of view. We come into the good old Bible. It's the same thing. The sun, stars, Joseph telling you that these, you know, these 11 um, stars and sun and moon bow down to him. And Abraham, 99 years old, and he don't think that, you know, he can have children Lord, take him outside. Like, man, count the number of the stars, bro. If you can do it, count them. And, and, and I, can, I can make you um, uh, as great as that in a nutshell. Jacob becomes the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. So in Genesis 49, he's talking about 
zodiac signs when he's giving a description of each of the signs on this dying day, you know. Amos, book of Amos, I believe, 5 and 8. The Lord is he who is the creator of the bear, the Orion, and the Pallades. These are star constellations known to have intelligent beings that have a direct interface with this earth and earthlings, right? The stars falling out of heaven in the book of Revelation. On your earthly plane, it's the Hollywood boardwalk of stars and if you are who you say you are, superstar, have no fear. Like, what is this thing about stardom and starlight? Star search when you were a kid watching what's now become America Idol, the star search thing. What is this thing about starlight that we need to understand, that we it makes us wise? So we work in the tree backwards because we walk in, we're talking about the ascension process. Right. So now we get into the sphere because remember, <laughs> remember, we got married. We got married at sphere number seven. So 10, 9, 8, 7. That was week number four in this series. Show number four, we got married. Okay. We became one in partnership with someone. So from that particular point, start approaching it from the relationship dynamic. Now, when you get here, in order to be wise, before you even make it to, because the, the next stop is God. The next stop is crown consciousness, a concept, a better understanding of this that we call God. Okay. So before you get there, you must understand the rotations of the heavens. You have to. It is absolutely mandatory that you understand it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to understand it. Now, I can hear it. I already hear it. It's like, well, are you saying that I won't be successful if I don't know the stars? I'm not saying that. I am saying for your soul's evolution, there's nothing wrong with you understanding that particular thing because you would get a deeper understanding and more intimate connection with the creator. You can go seek intimate creation any way you want to, and you're going to have it. I am just giving you one particular angle on how to approach it. The unique thing about this, though, I will say this. The unique thing about it is you can validate it with science. See, as they say, science is the contemporary language of mysticism. That's all it is. Science is the contemporary language of mysticism. It is how we measure the unseen spiritual force. You can call it quantum if you want to. That's fine. That means spiritual. That's all it means, unseen. So your measurements and equations are doing nothing more than giving you the direct language, the direct language of how the spiritual aspect works. And to get into that aspect, because that's God too, 
then that gives you a little bit more of a better understanding. Okay? So we got to know the whole sphere of the zodiac. I mean the whole sphere when we get into this particular science. And this is how we become wise. Now, what does that have to do with relationships then? Oh, it got everything to do with relationships because we're talking about compatibility. Yes, because remember, this is the spear of the father. What do you think the father about to do next? When you go to spear number three, which we covered last week, what you think? What you think he's seeking? He's seeking the feminine counterpart of God. So see, see, God is a freaky hermaphrodite. That's God. You're used to it. That's that's, that's God right there. A freaky hermaphrodite that feels on itself that satisfies itself, and knows how to recreate itself and then split to see it to see itself function what appears to be as two individual units. You understand? And watch it come back together. All is God because there's, as Neville Goddard would say, there's nothing but God in the world. It's everywhere. Everything. I see God in a booger. I see God in dust that they say man comes from, or the Tao says that that man comes from cosmic dust. And that's interesting because, 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 think about this. Where the hell do dust come from? Do it really come from your house being dirty? You can clean your house right now. You can clean something, the top of your bookshelf, and you know good and well you ain't put no dirt up there. But over due time, somehow dust will get there. What is that? It ain't dirt. Not the dirt that you think of. That is cosmic particles that are floating through the eons of space. And it can penetrate. Here's the cool part about it. It can penetrate physical matter. All right. That's God, too. As the supernal father seeks supernal mother. And I, I got to put some clarity on something because I had a great conversation when we was talking about what appears to be male superiority over females and female superiority over male superiority and this. Oh, the term we was actually using was superior and inferior. And I, I get it. On one plane it looked like, hey, you know, man is stronger than a woman so, you know, hey, do what I say, you know, I'm bigger than you, right? <laughs> but on a whole other plane, it's like, dude, do you know that this um, this woman carries a child and you can't even recreate yourself without her? And although you may look at that as being a superior, inferior situation, even if you want to reverse it, here's the real question. How do you know that the inferior function is in its function is not superior because technically, and let's just use a basic model of a male female. On a physical plane, a male looks stronger, looks like he can subdue her. A woman looks more submissive. She lays down and opens her legs and he enters her, right? And here's the thing. He walks away technically with less life force. That is a fact. See, we always kind of like to try to classify this whole thing of gender. Plus is male, minus is female. 
you want to call it positive and negative, we're not talking about negative energy as far as you're bad. We're just talking about polarity right now. We always try to take it and put it under those particular, um, uh, uh, under that particular format. But if the man goes into a woman and he walks away with less life force, that's a minus. And the woman walks away with a plus because now she has the life force inside of her womb and she's pregnant. Even if she ain't pregnant, she still got your life force. And she walks away with more energy, technically, than you walked away with. Who's the plus and who's the minus now? See, my point being is when you really understand function, when you really get into it, you're going to see that the pose is always going to reverse and they're going to keep swapping. They're going to do this beautiful dance called the number eight. Look at the number eight closely and stay within it. That's why I say it's the symbol of infinity. Stay within it. So there's a particular hymn, a particular little poem that came out of Egypt on one of the um, one of the papyrus texts. And it talked about I am one who becomes two, who becomes four, who becomes eight, who becomes one again. It didn't go to nine, it didn't go to ten, it didn't go to eleven, it didn't go beyond the number eight. I am one who becomes two, who becomes four, who becomes eight, and then becomes one again. So how is it that the number eight symbolizes completeness? What are you talking about? That's the riddle. So those of you that really want to know, I ain't going to give it up now. Call in Friday and ask the question. See if you're paying attention and we give give up the answer then. What's the riddle of understanding that? All right, so function is going to change, is my point. Function is going to change, and that's why I said you are composed of male and female energy. Just because you're a woman don't mean you don't have no masculine energy inside of you, and vice versa. Okay? So we are affected by, because we're talking about Hawkman, we've got to get this wisdom. We are affected by planetary spheres, everything that you see within the tree of life. It baffles me with astronomers who think astrology is bogus. And it's like, dude, do you not know that, like, a woman's menstrual cycle, like, corresponds with a synodic cycle of the moon? Every 28 to 29 days, it's bam, 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 there it go. She's, like, on point. It's the same rhythm. What are you talking about? So we are clearly affected by the moon. How could we not be? Everything that you put in your mouth comes from a farmer's almanac, somebody who got knowledge of when to plant something. Even if you don't eat of the tree, of of the earth, and you eat meat, they got to eat something that comes from the earth. It's always going to come back down to somebody's knowledge of of, of the farmer. The farmer is the man and woman. You know, that's that's the man right here, the farmer. So that's predicated upon seasons, which is predicated upon gravitational pull on the moon as well. So we're affected by cosmic cycles. So everybody knows the zodiac sign, even when people don't believe in the science. Oh, I don't believe in that. I believe in the Lord. What's the zodiac sign? I'm a Leo, but I don't believe in that. I'm, I'm, well, what do you know who you're a Leo for? How did you possibly identify with that? I don't know. I'm a Gemini. How do you know that? Why do you even say that's what you are, but yet you don't believe? Because we got a cosmic connectedness, this oneness that we in, um, innately know that we are already connected with this because it's a part of a system. You got to really look at the word system. 
system really implies that there are more than one uh, components that are work that are basically they interact with one another. Look at your body. It has bodily systems. There's a reproductive system. There's a urinary system. There's a respiratory system. There's a skeletal system. There's a muscular system. There's a lymphatic system. It's a cardio system. There's these different functions that make up one whole. It's a system, though. So if we superimpose this bodily systems, our bodily systems, and we push it out into space, then we see a system that's working there, the four seasons. We see that. And then we go a little bit further, we see a little bit more subtler things. A season for you to be more active, season for you to be a little bit more on your intellectual pursuit. You may notice that you always get pregnant around a certain time of year. If you have more than one child or, you know, period, if you just notice, you may see a pattern in that. There's a system that's at work here. So in order for us to become wise, especially in relationships, and where we go on with this is you have to step into the realm of the stars. But you must not stop there because that's that's only that's only the beginning, so a little for little. See in a dial we say that the beginning beginning is what we call Wu Chi. In the tree of life, there are three spheres above or these three it's not necessarily circular spheres, but it's these three planes above the whole tree. And the very top is called Ein, which means nothing. Okay? Then it's Ein Sof, which could come down to mean the limitless light. Or then it becomes the Ein Sof Or. Right? So you go through these three stages of manifestations before you even get to the tree. In the Tao, it's the same thing. At the top, you get Wu Chi, nothing. <laughs> you get nothing, a great emptiness. But I know how the human mind works. We think that nothing literally means nothing, but nothing, you have to understand that nothing is something and nothing at the same time. I know it's crazy. It's the way it is in this world. We keep trying to separate stuff. And every time you keep separating and separating and separating and separating, you get further and further and further away from the truth. Just take it to the dope game. Keep keep putting bacon soda on it. Watch what happens. Keep going to GNC and go get some of that. Get some of that. Get some of that white. Um, what was it? Get some of that white creatine and mix it with your powder so you can stretch your powder and you can get more work done. But the quality of your work goes down because you're trying to get more quantity out your work. Keep watering it down and dividing it if you want to. You're going to keep getting further and further and further away from source. So it's a great nothingness that exists. Out of that nothingness, things start to swirl. The great Tai Chi, yin yang force. Kabbalah, we call it the world of swirling. This world starts to take place. Motion, energy starts to go kick up. 
then spits it out into Kether, which is still at this point, it's just pure raw energy. Then it spits it out and it starts to slow down a little bit and comes into Hawkma. And when it gets here, it's still what we would call undifferentiated energy. It's still energy that has, it's like, it's like, it's, it's a sporadic, very sporadic, crazy um, 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 frequency. The best thing I can give with Hawkma is the planet Uranus, and Uranus is a maniac. Uranus is 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 crazy. It's the genius. It's insane. Yeah, I'll give you an example of Uranus. Minister Drew said literally on his route, there's a guy who has a haircut. He's completely bald head, but the only place he got hair is on his hairline. Like he went there with it. Completely bald head and hairline. Or didn't turn around and next thing you know, he had blue hair. You see what I'm saying? Like like that's Uranus. Uranus is different. It's the unique weirdo of the zodiac. It's the genius. It's the inventor. It's the one that says, hey, this is not working. I'm going to have to bring something new to the world. It's a visionary. It rules Aquarius. That's the age that we in, the Aquarian age. Think outside of the box. So now you'd be like, oh, man, couldn't possibly conceive computer than computer came. Steve Jobs had Mercury in Aquarius. Mercury is the mind. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. Uranus is said to be a higher octave of Mercury. It's Mercury on steroids. That's Uranus. It's your intellect on steroids. It's your creative genius. It's the part of you that you really get to know when you're about 40 to 42 years old, known as the midlife crisis. This is the point where you like, I am entirely too old to be looking for a job. I am too old to be filling out applications. What is going on? I'm 40, 41, 42 years old. My life is half over. And I'm just now about to start getting a job, you know, a new job. That's the midlife crisis point that happens from 40 to 42. Technically, what that looks like when you understand Uranus, let's just say on the simple wall clock figure, you were born with Uranus at 12 o'clock and 40 to 42 years, Uranus is going to be at 6 o'clock. It's totally opposite where it was when you were born. It's halfway around the sun, or in this case, halfway around the circle. So that's called the midlife crisis. You experience that only if you have been living in a world that, um, that needs to be shattered. You've been conforming to things that you know good and well it's been time for you to break out of. But since you didn't have the conscious guts to physically do it, you subconsciously created events to occur in your life to force you to make the conscious decision. Because you're processing it. I, I tell clients it's real simple. I don't like my job. 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 Okay. Signal comes out from the brain, re- resonates throughout the whole body, and then that whole signal goes out 
goes out into space. You live in space anyway, so it's just right there next to you. It's in space. I like the job. I don't like the job. I don't like the job. I don't like the job. So look at it this way. The angels and the God are saying, ah, you don't like the job. He's complaining, and you don't like the job. What can we do? You don't like the job. Well, since you don't like the job and he won't leave the job, I'll tell you what. On his way to work, let's let somebody run through the intersection and hit him. Bam! Put him in an accident on his way to work. He don't want to go to the job anyway. Let's get him off the job. So the quantum, and I'm telling you this from real life experience, and hear me please. Even when you're working with the light, those intelligence have a different sense of humor over there. Oh, i give you a good example. And I hope he's on the line. He's validated. Minister Jew is sitting at a toll, getting ready to pay a toll on the highway, right? Bam! Somebody running to the back of him. Just to find out, car ain't even damaged. Hit the heck. Hit his car good, but didn't even damage his car, which is interesting because the cars today are fiberglass. They real, you can just put a plunger on them and put a hole in them. You know what I mean? Like, they, you know, her cars are today. But just to find out that the driver's name is Gabriel. I said, oh, hell. It was, it's the funniest thing in the world. But I know through experience that their sense of humor to get your attention, they have no rules. They don't care. They put you in the hospital. They got to. Oh, yeah. How you think, listen, man, how you think Keisha can see so well and so gifted in tarot because one of her initiations came through being in an accident in the car while speeding down the street racing, and the car got flipped upside down and she severed her spine, and they don't even know how she's walking this day because the spine is part of the central nervous system, which communicates light. All, every, all aspects of consciousness is, is the spine. The spine is like the switchboard for the human body or the surge protector where you, you it's like that long extension cord and you can plug like six things in. That's the human spine. So the spirit world had to adjust how she sees light in order for her to see in a different dimension. So in other words, stop being hood, stop being ghetto and playing around in these streets. I got something for you to do. They don't care how they get your attention. I am telling you this, especially when you are ignoring certain aspects of yourself that you know is there. Uranus will tear you up, but it's not Uranus. It is merely the position of Uranus, but it's not the position. It is your position of consciousness of where you're at. That when a planet is in a certain position, the thought that you're having can now rebound or reflect or technically refract back into this reality of yours to help create an event that corresponds to exactly what it is that you said that you wanted to do that you said you want to do, but you keep ignoring that. So, therefore, we have to send you an event. And the they is the other part of your mind. It's you all alone. Let's be very, very clear. Planet ain't doing nothing to you. In fact, you can actually, if you're, if you're smart enough, 
you can actually start building things called missiles and things, and you can try to blow it up, and you can be successful because the asteroid belt was said to be a planet. You can read the work on um, Van Flanderen's work dealing with the missing planet hypothesis. The asteroid belt is said to be a planet that an antenna called the Pyramid of Egypt was used in something called scalar technology that a resonance from the Earth was able to beam in on that particular planet and blow it up. Boom. Now it looks like scattered rocks. That's what it is. Mars, too. Mars lost its iron core. Intelligence was said to exist there. So now, bing, hop off Mars, come one planet in. Where you at now? Right here on Earth. Okay? So Uranus is about you understanding the heavenly flow of where you at. In the mythology, this is Ornus. I like how it's spelled in Hebrew, Ornus. Some say Uranus, but it's Ornus. Or means light. Uranus is the one that's so eccentric that its north and south poles are sideways. It's a very radical dude. This is like a pulsar. Go study what a pulsar is. A pulsar is, man, that thing is dope. That's Uranus. Uranus is like a planetary pulsar. So it sends a scattered or much different signal throughout the solar system. So that's why when you see anybody that's born with Uranus, square sun, or sun and Mercury particularly, Uranus conjunct, or any angle from Uranus to the Mercury in your sun, this is a genius. This is somebody who thinks different. This is somebody that you may call a weirdo. The Uranus energy is the one that brings out homosexuality. It, it is totally witty. I'm an Aquarian, I must admit it. It, it. it falls under the Aquarian age. Something different. To shock your senses, to get you to another state of understanding, or what we would call wisdom. So one of the first things you have to do, really, is understand your zodiac sign. There's a technique that I use that's more superb than this, because when you get... The zodiac sign in itself is really composed of an element. The planet is really composed of an element. The sun is majority of hydrogen. The earth here, we may have majority of nitrogen here. You understand what I'm saying? So this is an elemental thing that we're working with. So you want to start to understand what they will call to become wise. You start to understand the zodiac because here's a homework assignment for you. There's a pattern that you've been participating in all of your life that you probably didn't know. Look at the zodiac signs of your exes and in your relationships and see if you don't see a reoccurring theme happen. So the fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sag. The earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn, the air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And then the water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. So just because you think that, oh, well, 
That one was a Sag. This one was a Leo. They ain't the same. Oh, no, 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 no. They're the same in elemental expression. And even if you think you can get outside the elements, I promise you I can prove another common denominator, which takes a different conversation. But that that's going to be on the Zodiac Made Easy that releases next month on iTunes. And I'll make sure, of course, I'm going to make sure y'all got it so you can understand the concept. Because the Zodiac Made Easy is this sphere right here. This is the sphere of the archangel, what we call Raziel, which means the mysteries of God is taught right here. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. The mysteries of God is here. Everything else ain't dealing with the mysteries, man. Zadikel is the righteousness of God. Camiel and Gabriel is the strength of God. And Michael was one who's like God. And, you know, they got some pretty cool attributes, but nobody's coming to teach you the mysteries of creation but Raziel. And Raziel is right here. And spirit number two, what Uranus is, what the zodiac is. Because Uranus rules Aquarius, Uranus rules astrology. Aquarius is astrology. So if this is the realm of fixed stars right here, then this is the realm of Uranus. Because you will see different depictions of the tree. Uranus would be at the top. And that's fine. You know, you see it however you see it. Uranus is at number two over here. Uranus is not the top dog, even though we're in the Aquarian age. It's not the top dog. That damn Neptune is the top dog, and that's next week. Because Neptune, Minister Drew said this this morning. He said, man, between Uranus and Neptune, I don't know who I will fight first in a war. The crazy person, Uranus, or the one that can disappear and reappear, Neptune. Look, look at those attributes closely. <laughs> you tell me who the top dog around here. Because this whole world is an illusion anyway, and that's Neptune. But again, that's next week. So you got to get into the sphere of uh, Maslow, the Zodiac. Now, let's look at the basic law. Give you some basics. Give you the basic law. Give you a little prelude to the Zodiac made easy. Fire. Any of your elements, they go together. Because naturally, they represent the same elemental expression. So if you fire, then it's like, yo, we fire. Let's go. We creative. Let's, let's move. Let's start something. That's what fire does. Fire and air, general rules. This is general, and I explain it in, in the CD, but fire and air tend to get along better, right? Because fire needs air to breathe. So this is called the masculine component. The feminine component is the water and the earth, right? You water your plants. You water outside. The earth absorbs water, okay? So they tend to go hand-to-hand. So that's the general rule. Now, what happens when you start mixing and matching? You can mix and match. I suggest that you do. But when you do, you got to understand, you better understand something. You have to have, and I'm going to say both parties, have to have a very thorough knowledge of what it is that they want in life. This ain't necessarily got anything to do with the mysteries. Now, so this is the thing. Everybody got something that they do to recharge their soul. So I can look at Jay-Z and Beyonce and say, damn, they square each other exactly to the degree. They are a walking 90-degree angle. Normal science or the law said they shouldn't get along, but they got other things going on. A lot of other things going on. 
that suggests compatibility. But when we look at the major player, the sun, they sun to sun, they don't match. One is fire, Jay-Z, Sag. The other one is earth, mutable earth. Both come at the end of the season. The Sag is at the end of the summer, at the end of the fall, and the Virgo is at the end of the summer. So although the elements don't get along, fire and earth, they gender ain't the same. One's masculine, one's feminine. The hell, I thought the masculine is supposed to like the feminine and vice versa anyway in our reality. They come at the end of the season. Although a different season, they, their position in the season is the same, so they should be able to relate with each other in that way. So you can have a goal. Like this week, I think they was in Hawaii on vacation chilling. They got goals. They got the the, the tour. Or that's the Mrs. Carter tour. You know, it's got to have goals. The goals the goals fit as the midpoint. Remember the intersection. The intersection analogy is very real, very real. If you're going on a horizontal plane and a person, another person is going on a vertical plane, y'all can crash at the middle if there ain't no stoplight or a four-way stop sign. So what happens is when you have those kind of energies, you've got to have a goal at the midpoint, and y'all meet right there. That that's, that becomes the fulcrum. That becomes the center point. So now when you're at the center point of the clock or the center point of the intersection, you understand what I'm saying? Now you're holding that ray of light that looks like an angle. You, you're able to direct it now. First, you're looking like you want an individual path coming in, and this other person looks like they're in an individual path coming in. Get both of y'all, get out the car, get together in the middle of the intersection, and look how you run the world. It's called the goal. Now, on this aspect of Uranus, because there has to become some type of, obviously, spiritual respect or compatibility. That, that that becomes a factor, or people can be lazy. And that's still compatibility because y'all don't do nothing. Don't go to church. Don't meditate. Don't do nothing. But, you know, y'all cool with that. That's what y'all do. You know what I'm saying? So it works. You know what I'm saying? But when you get into this particular science right here, when you get into this science, <clears throat> I am going to tell you firsthand from experience, I tell you, that you want to vibrate with someone that's on the same accord. I cannot tell you that enough. It is absolutely mandatory for you to reach one of the highest blissful fulfillments that you can have. Everything happens for a divine reason. All relationships are divine. And, yeah, you can go through what we would call the lessons and the hardships. That's Saturn. You did that one spirit ago. But when you step into the realm of Hawkma and you're trying to get to one more step of universal oneness where you totally dissolve your physical self and there's absolutely no ego and you become one with the creator, it's very similar to you um, becoming one when you're in the sexual act. It's going to take some extreme, we call it EC, extreme compatibility. You want the path of least resistance when you're walking in a certain light. And when you're walking in this science, then it's going to be about you understanding the zodiac vibrations around you. 
but like I said earlier, that's that's not the end all be all. It's really only the beginning. Because if we look at the tree of life from a different perspective, like we're about to go down into creation, you can see how this is only the beginning. Because there are what one, two, three, four, five, six, what eight other spheres below you. But this is really the beginning <laughs> when you get to this particular point, all right? So the fire and air, the earth and the water, saying those general dynamics, those those little general rules. And I'm just going to tell you all, man, in, in this Cosmo Future course that's coming up on 11-11, the market calendar, if you, if you haven't heard of it, this is a course that's coming. It's going to be about an 18-month to 24-month study, in-depth study of the human body and systems we talked about earlier, then we're going to make it external and deal with cosmic forces and then start dealing with the um, relationship component of the Tao, using principles of Taoism um, for, you know, enhancing sexuality, uh, overall, your overall chi, your energy, because you're nothing but an energy ball. You're, you're not, you're, you ain't nothing but God incarnated. I know who you are. You're God. And with inside of that God of you is is nothing but energy. It's the best word I can really give to it. We call it chi. I'm going to see blood flowing. Blood has intelligence. The intelligence is energy. You're God. There is a way that you can maximize that God force to get into higher states of consciousness inside of you through the relationship. Yeah, because here, remember, this is the realm of supernal father and mother, Uranus and Saturn. Bruh. This is when you become what we call the cosmic couple. Mm -hmm. The cosmic couple. What a relationship that you're in. All of the relationships that you're in. Reflect divinity, reflects light. Because you're aligned with the most high, you're aligned with the cosmos. I'm, 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 I'm serious about it. I'm telling you from experience. What there's, I got numerous pictures of myself, people just taking pictures with me when we come on the summer solstice and spring equinox and, and things like that. Um, there's light that always appears to be by my forehead, whether it's purple, whether it's yellow, whether if I get on the aura software, you know, technology that we have, and I come out pure white or gold, you know, like your light, and you got to understand that. Like, you got to really understand that you are light. It's inside of you. And sometimes it gets blocked and it calls, it's called disease and it's called, you know, my back hurts, my leg hurts. That, that means that the light in you, the God force in you is not flowing smoothly. It's an energy blockage. Thoughts are energy. Well, you, I can tell what you think and how you think and based off the expression on your face. Your past experiences called memories, the ones that hurt you, what do you think they store? They're just not stored.
stored somewhere in your brain. They store it somewhere in a particular body part or organs, some cells, have that energy, and they hold it there for you. All right? <clears throat> so in that course on 11.11, which is going to be orientation, we're going to really get into the cosmic forces. Really, really delve in because it's, man, listen, I, I want all of us to reflect light. Well, I got to be, a few of us is the ones that's walking around here like we X-Men and having these great experiences. No, what I tell you, it's promised that you can have this too. It's inside of you. The only thing you have to do is choose to activate it. That's it. You just have to make a choice that you are going to cultivate the light within you. The, the motto is simple. It is now the motto is observe and respect. Observe and respect nature. And I know it sounds so simple, but it ain't simple when I talk like that's not simple. To see a rainbow driving down the street on your way home from work or going to work or just to see one. You know how many people will just see it and be like, oh, wow, that's a rainbow. Oh, wow, that's nice. Some people won't even see it. Some people have some things going on where they just won't see it. Some people may even see it and be like, a fucking rainbow, because they're mad about something. Fucking rainbow, right? How many do you think will actually take the time to pull over, stop, and take a picture how many people would do that? That's making an observation of nature so much that you respect it, that you pull over and you embody that, and you become one with it. So when I say observe and respect nature, I'm talking about, I'm talking about. Look at it and look look at it like this in your relationship. This is relationships are great teachers, great, 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 great teaching teachers. He comes home from work, been gone all day, and he may have a little frown on his face. So what you do? The frown is anger. Anger is what we would call the negative polarity of fire. You're boiling hot, basically, right? So do I want to use the air principle and say, hey, baby, how was work today? I didn't think work was. I didn't start going through all this stuff. And as the person is talking how it was, the person can always recall the situation with the same intensity, I can't believe this mother said, and you can go through it. So the air principle of talking excites fire. Do I want you to come home after I've been in here peaceful, burning incense, chilling, I'm in a good mood, whatever. Do I want you to come home and spill that funk on me? I mean, I can, and maybe I can diffuse it, but I'm going to give you an example of what we call alchemy here. See, don't get don't get it twisted and think that all of this stuff is external stuff. How you turn lead into gold? 
Man, they talking about your blood. How do you turn your body into gold? Meaning, meaning, because gold has a certain property that other elements do not have. It It is the one that resists erosion the most. That's why you can find gold and just dust it off and psh, you're good. You don't have to shine it and dip it in solution and all. You ain't got to do that with gold. It resists erosion. All right? But anyway, so I don't necessarily want to give air to that situation. How about if I'm observant enough because I respect nature so much so that people's temperaments are going to tell me what energy they're in, I can look at the situation and I can decide to go with an opposite element. I can decide to run you uh, a bath. Yeah, how about that? I run you bath water. And then how about after that, I'll rub your feet. Yeah, that's the earth element. The woman used the water and earth element, physical touch, earth. We use the earth element to subdue and transform and totally annihilate the negative fire that you have in without me saying a word. Because I don't necessarily want that energy, by the way, that's going to come in air through your voice, which is now on sound waves and particles that are intelligent that's in my house looking at us, looking at me, looking at you, and it decides that it wants to sit here, or as we talked about in spirit number five, when we talked about those demonic children that can be created off the sexual act of anger, they sit there and they feed off that energy as well. No, sir, no, ma'am. I don't want that. So I can transmute it with certain bath salts, certain aromas. I play on the air principle by playing with your nose, which stimulates a different part of your brain. See, I'm talking about observing something. I'm talking about getting to a point where you realize that, hey, my relationship has more air and less earth. Okay then how do I balance the earth? Because the earth energy, a lack of earth can come up in a way where um, it can hit you with monetary gains. Finances is one way that, that that can come up in your reality as something that's out of balance. So the principle of it is how do you... When it's time for you to work on the master plan, and business plan, things of that nature, the only thing you would have to do is go out and work with that particular element. What do you mean work with that element? Well, it can be real simple. Like on the full moon um, club, what we do is we get together under the full moon and then we do the Qigong technique when you got your feet rooted in the earth and you're connecting with earth energy. You can scoop up earth energy, right? Scoop it up. And bring it up, and then you can so you give it to the moon, or you take energy from the moon, and you start to press down and bring it in. It's like this. It's this motion of picking up energy from the earth, so you can like bend down, 
swoop, like you're picking up something, swoop. And it's this nice, slow, energetic movement. And extend your hands up as you stand up. Extend your hands up to the heaven. And then you start to draw it down. As you draw the energy down and you start to press it on top of your crown, but don't touch yourself, around yourself, you breathe out as you're pressing down. And as you get down and hands get down to your waist, you breathe in. And as you're breathing in, you're scooping up earth energy. Boom. And see, so you're connecting yourself with heaven literally. Right? So you can actually work with earth energy as you're formulating your earthly plans. If it's air, then A, it's, a, you know, incense, aromatherapy. If it's fire, more candles. If it's water, more baths. You, you know what I mean? Waterfall in your house. Uh, earth energy, put more plants in your house. You see what I'm saying? Like me personally, I know I lack earth, right? I got, what, 18 plants in this house that I take care of? They do, they're alive, 18 of them, Right? Because I have to work with earth energy. Now, me working with earth energy has allowed me to be able to work from home. I'm free. I host a radio show on Tuesdays at 12 noon, and the world is at work. And for the most part, people have to come back to the archives and hit the download button because they're at work. And that's fine. It's perfect. But I'm telling you, there's a way, that's, my point is, there's a way for you to get in tune with the natural, raw elemental energy. You're talking about Hawkman, wisdom, forces. How to bring that force, that energy inside of your house. This is feng shui. Which, by the way, <laughs> which, by the way, I like the Chinese system, but you're not in China. It can work for you if you say it works. Let me be very clear. Whatever you say works is going to work, okay? You are the master operator of this reality. So if it works for you, yeah, it's because you believe it works. So it's going to work. But when it comes to the cosmic aspect, I've never seen the house gridded in the, in the, appropriate, uh, the appropriate portions of the heavenly sky of how it is in your reality from a fixed standpoint to in reference to the point of how it rotates. These are two totally different things, two totally different things. You have to be a little astute to, to even know what I'm talking about, to grasp it, like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, all right? So how do you set up the heavenly observation? Well, that's going to be in the Cosmos Sutra course as well because we're talking about invoking energies. See, see, this is the beauty, right? And, and, and you see it all the time. This is what gets me. And I always got to use the sunset because it's just so romantic. And it's that pretty couple walking on the beach and we having a sunset dinner. and You know, it's that, right? So sunsets clearly have a... Uh, affinity on your psychology and relationships. Clearly. All right. Well, let's get technical then. The sunset, what appears to be the sunset, happens in the western direction. So now you're telling me that the western sky has an affinity on relationships. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, it does. It's about space. Because right now, where you're at, those of you on the East Coast, you know what I'm saying? It's 
It's coming. The sun is in the south, going to the west. Those of you in central time, the sun is in the south. Those of you in mountain time, the sun is in the south. In the UK, it's in the west. These are different energy vibrations. You're doing different things at this time. Most people are at lunch and other people you're in the UK and all points, what we would technically call east of that, you are experiencing settle down. Let's get ready for dinner pretty soon, and you're going to go to bed in a few hours. Different energetic expression based off of, and we see this in the daily observation, of when the sun is going through the sky. Different portions of the sky represents different energy points in your life. And there's 12 regions of space right now that appears to be above your head that has different areas of your life encoded into these pockets of space based off the time you were born. See, you want to know what compatibility really is when you get to the zodiac. I'm going to tell you what it really is. Well, let me tell you what we envision. First, go back to the sunset thing. The cosmic couple embraces sunset because the cosmic couple understands that, wow, this is beautiful. But not only is it beautiful, wow, this is beautiful, and it also just so happens to govern the region of the relationship. So you know why you would never fade the Jews in this lifetime. <laughs> you ain't fade them. I'm sorry. Because it's yours anyway. So you can't fade yourself. You can, you know what I mean? But, you know, and that's great. You always want to do something better than what you did last time. So you, you can fade yourself. But my point is, my point is, when the Sabbath comes on Friday, the Shabbat, where we say Friday, Friday evening is the Sabbath, that's Friday is Venus. That's that's the beauty day. That's the day you go get your hair done, you get your nails did. That's the beauty day. So then the woman says, okay, let me light the Shabbat candles 18 minutes before sunset. 18 minutes before sunset, I'm lighting the Shabbat candles because today is the seventh. It's the holy day of the week. Now, we know this energetically on Friday, you feel good. See, Spirit World gave it to you back then. What was that song? Friday night, just got paid, boom, party pumping, boom, get it right. You always get the signal from the, man, listen, we got a whole series showing you how God speaks through this thing that we're working on this summer. It's going to be a nice summer right here for us. We're going to show you how this thing works, right? So Friday night, that's happening that that's the cosmic couple. It's Shabbat. You want to know why 18 minutes before sunset? Because I got everything to do with the periodic table. So 18, what we call 18, 18 what? Groups, seven periods down, 18 groups across. The groups across represent the same, all the uh, what we call elements will have the same electron configuration on the outer shell. So basically you're telling me, since number one is hydrogen, which is the sun, you're telling me that the sun has a maximum 
of 18 different variations of light that we have seen in this reality before we go down to the next period. Oh, I'm sorry, the next group. So if we got seven down, 18 across, well, let's stay in, let's stay in row one and go row one, 18 across. When we finish with those different variations, we'll go down to row two, 18 across. So you never exceed 18 across or seven down. So 18 across just represents the different variations of light that we will experience, the 18 different possibilities that you will experience in this lifetime. So 18 minutes is the different 18 amount of possibilities that God will manifest itself in energetic form, some shape, form, or fashion that may pop up in your physical reality. Hello, this is a light science. Okay, so that's 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 the cosmic couple. That's that's this Uranus thing. Understanding this when you look at the Shabbat, and only a woman is allowed to light the candles. By the way, because the the folklore is God has a female presence. Nobody talks about this, especially when coming from the Bible, because of, because ain't nobody studying the mysteries. This is Raziel. This is this is Aquarius. This is Hoffman. The, the mystical, all religions have a mystical side. The mystical Christianity had Gnosticism. The, the Old Testament Jews had the Kabbalah, the Zohar, things of that nature. The Islam got the Sufis. And anything outside of that, they just already in the damn mysteries already. So nobody talks about the female part of God, the Shekinah the feminine presence of God. So the Zohar tells you clearly. See the, see, the Zohar is something that's like, yo, these are the conversations that me and minister Jew have. That's the Zohar. And it will never, it, it, it will make it out. But, you know, Justin, yo, okay, Justin get the conversation because Justin calls in. Justin's a member of the network. He calls in and, yo, I was thinking this and that. And, you know what I mean? What you think about that? Like, well, Justin, you want something. Hey, bam, right? Adrian called, like, yo, what you think? You know, I'm working on this radio show. I'm doing X, Y, Z, Zodiac, and bam, she gets it. So you get you, So but my point is, my point is, amongst the spiritual giants of the uh, so-called religion, they knew that God had a feminine force, so much so that it is the embodiment of, and this is what cracked me up with you, Kat, Mother Earth, the divine mother goddess. <laughs> but yet, you don't really understand that. You don't embrace that. All right? So the Shekinah or the female half of God does not even dwell in your home. If, if A, there's no peace in your house. Oh, they're very specific about that. You don't have peace in the house. God is not with you in the house. Also, which they're, they're not physically saying God is ignoring you and God has abandoned you. They're just simply saying that you can't get to the greater good of the God force that you know exists. Call peace, call happiness, call obtaining goals and living in the list. Come on, where's the part of you that wants to live in a relationship that you always dreamed of? Where's that part of you? 2015, we're bringing that part of you out. That, that, that's the part that I'm interested in. I want to see that part. So what I got to do, 
I have to put myself on the chopping block and go first. No problem. I'll show you. I have, I, I have no problem. Aquarius and Pisces have no problem doing that. They're the only two that get it. And Gemini get it because it's smart enough to get it. All right. All right. So there's one more thing I was going to tell you, man. I totally forgot. Um, 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 got the Cosmic Couple aspect. You got that part. How much time I got? Six minutes. All right. Um, you got the Cosmic Couple aspect. And when you're looking at that, um, start to know. You know what I mean? That's what I mean by observing and respecting the nature. Start to know. Start to embody. Start to feel energy. Learn how to feel energy. And I gave it to y'all, and we in the lab now creating it. But we got to get to a point of our consciousness, too, where um, um, we got to gotta get to a point of nonverbal communication. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking to you because I'm mad at you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how do you become one with somebody's energy field? You know, let me tell you how divine you are, man. I, I promise you. You can you can become so in tune with somebody that 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 you will start to see their immediate future. Their immediate future. I was thinking about this. I think it was this morning. I was actually thinking about it. Thinking about one time, male or female, don't no matter. It's about energy. Um, friends, your mama, your lover, whoever. Um, remember one time I had a dream in the morning that I was on. Um, I was on. Um, I had a dog barking. Serious and this thing going. Um, I had a dream that I was walking with Jew on his job. You know, he's the, he's the mailman. He's the messenger. In the physical reality, he is the messenger. Like Damon Wayans was like in that one movie, Don't Be a Menace While Drinking Juice in the Hood. That movie, and Damon Wayans would pop up like, message, when every time they wanted you to understand the political climate of what's going on in the industry in the world. So you come in and say, mess. So he's the messenger on the physical plane. And um, um, I'm walking with him on a job that day, strange as hell. I don't know why. But when I tell him the dream that morning, when he gets to work, you know, he hit me up and said, yo, they walking with me today. Because, you know, as mail carriers every now and then, they send a uh, um, supervisor out from the office to walk the route, make sure the route is cool, and, you know, just to make the observations and stuff. So I have played the role. But the boss, this, uh, I'm, I'm, we got to get into this thing for real and what takes place. I played the role as a as a warning to what's going to happen, okay? Now, as you know, Minister Jew just had uh, a daughter in February, and um, <laughs> he has some, he has the most crazy, <laughs> I'll let him tell that story, who his daughter is and whatnot. And, um, and, um, before the birth of his daughter, right before maybe that last month, two months tops, uh, I had a dream that is in the morning. These visions usually come in the morning when, for me, it's around. It could be anywhere from three to five in the morning when melanin and, and melatonin has reached its peak in my brain. And um, 
I got 90 seconds. I'm going to do a little overtime. So if you're on the online portion, there's plenty of room to call in, 818-369-0368. You can call in if you're on the online portion. If you just tuned in and you can't make it, come back, download it, visit the website, My Astrology Coach, go to the events tab, 711. Um, you want to be there. You want to be in California with us for the summer solstice. And, again, like I said, on 711, we are in Atlanta for our book release. You get the book free when you come to the workshop. And the workshop does also entail Sunday morning's activation at our collective meditation, which always, always produces a worldwide phenomenon to come back to show you that God is real. I'm just going to keep it 100 with you. All right? Always. So it entails that as well. So visit the website, monstrologycoach.com. Go to the events tab, and you'll see that information there. If you're not on the mailing list, do it in the front of the website, monstrologycoach.com. Like I said, visit Casilda's Crystal Corner. Visit the Moon Club. Visit the Astro Tarot Network. Click on the membership tab and join something. Sign up. we got to keep this thing going. Let me tell you something. Late 2015, 2016, we will have the Inner Peace White House the way that I really, really, really want it. It will be up and going. You'll have a place to come to. Instead of us moving around and shaking the grid, we'll be doing it from a central location. So all of your support is definitely needed. And join the Toel Love Fund where we pay members' bills every month for the last over two years. We've been going on three years paying members' bills every month at the Toel Love Fund. That's myastrologycoach.com. Click on the membership tab and join. All right. So I had a dream one morning. And um, 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 I had a dream that his wife had stumbled on some stairs. Didn't fall, didn't want nobody hurt, wasn't even that kind of party, right? And then he says, yo, that's funny, that's interesting, because when she was going down the stairs, I had told her, like, hey, listen, when you're going up and down, I want you to just take a little bit more, you know, precaution on, you know, on the rail. He said he was going to tell her, but he didn't. He didn't say it yet. He didn't say it. But it had been on his mind thinking about it because she was going up and down a lot. So that night, that very same night that I told him what a dream, he called me, woke me up out of my sleep. I'm an old man. I go to bed kind of early, 9 o'clock. Everybody know it. And um, he called me around 11, almost midnight, and says, man, you ain't going to believe this. Death fell, and it pissed me off. And it is my initial response. I was like, man, what the fuck, man? Like, so excuse my friends, but that's just how I felt. You know what I mean? Because I'm passionate. I get a lot of people I care about. You know, it comes out. But I also knew, like, yo, we were supposed to you know, collapse that. But this was the kicker. This is how, and we were talking about this today, too. This is how the quantum works. Like, if you don't, if, like, man, listen. If you don't understand that in your dreams, like, yo, you be at the football stadium one day kicking it, and, and, and in the next second, you you in the crib, you know, without traveling there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shows you the infinite potential of God and how you transcend space and time. It just don't exist. Or when you're, in, you're trying to do an earthly function, like running a dream, and you're running all damn slow because your mind has already been programmed to how you do it in this reality. It's not like that in that reality, and that's why we're moving off slow and lethargic on that side. But we know that you got the ability to morph into reality, all right? <clears throat> so um, anyway, 
Um, it wasn't that. What happened was um, his son was coming down the steps and dropped something. Mom, in return, thought he fell, got up so fast that she lost her footing. You see, but it was the same steps were involved. Nobody were hurt. Bam. You see what I'm saying? That's how it works. All right. So why am I telling you this? I am I am telling you these kind of situations because when you truly, truly accept that there's nothing in the world but God, I mean nothing, you will have the ability to transcend space and time and you'll start to pick up on that person's reality of who you become entangled with in any shape, form, or fashion. So if I talk to this guy every single day, at least five times a day, and we're talking about the higher principles of creation, then anything that may be slightly bogus, I shall be able to pick up on that reality and vice versa. It goes down to buying the same kind of outfit at the same time, not knowing, and, and we can just go on and on. I've showed people the license plates popped up on his side, uh, Maserati with the word L on it, and then it popped up on my side, L's with an S plural, 7333, with three threes at the end, showing you that the threes, triple threes, are said to mean the Ascendant Masters are actually watching you. But it's not saying that the Ascendant Masters are watching us. We understand that we're Descendant Masters who chose to come into this particular incarnation to help raise them up again. It's something that we do. There's a way for you to transcend space and time. What got us there? What got us there was a very basic understanding of the, of the celestial law called the zodiac. That's what created the phenomenon. So I'm going to tell you the real life story and how it happened. How you, um, you know, funny because Keisha posted some advertising minister Jew on, on Facebook. And she posted an old testimonial, pretty much, that I wrote about minister Jew. And, you know, it baffles me that a lot of, you know, it, it, it's funny. What baffles me is, is, is what's funny, it's funny. This was a guy who um, started off what appears to be my student, right? And and kind of for a class. He was never, I don't never look at people as my students. I, I look at people for God because they're God. But they are. I don't get into the whole, I'm your master teacher. I'm, I'm, I am a master. I am a master teacher, but I'm not your master teacher. God is your master teacher. I'm God. So you could call me that, and I understand that. But you're God. You're your own master teacher. You only gravitate towards me because it's something inside of you that's coming out. I understand that. So I'm not your master teacher. I don't even like that. Call me this. You don't call me nothing. I'm nothing at the end of the day. Nothing. I don't even want a name. I didn't got to that point. Say, yo, it, hey, you, <laughs> whatever. So comes in the form of a student, very clever student who asked different kind of questions that gave me a different perspective. But it was, but it was zodiac. It was understanding the cosmic phenomenon that that, that attracted and, and started to gel this relationship together. And he was giving me, tell me some things that were happening in the sports arena. And the guy, and I'd be like, yo, like you need to say, you need to share people that. Oh, no, 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 man. I, I'm going to say it's in my mind. 
Oh no, 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 man. You know, I like I like to play the background, man. I like to be I like to be I like to be low key. You know, that's that's him. I like hey Jim in Milan, I like to be low key. I like to be low key. Uh, you you go ahead. You, you go ahead and say it, no you go ahead and say it. Here's a Gemini. Nigga is smart as shit. Talk. That's a sign of talking. And he's gonna tell me that I need to talk and he don't wanna talk? I said, Okay, okay, I got something for him. I know how to get him. So I was doing an interview series. It was a short series, but I, I wanted to have him as a co-host to bring it out of him, and he took the bait and became a co-host, and then next thing you know, he started rocking with me on the radio as a co-host, and then we'd talk about our own thing to get him warmed up, and now he'd be doing his own thing. So ladies and gentlemen, I introduce you to Minister Jill. Here he is. What's happening, bro? What's poppin', man? What's happening, man? What's good? Uh, great, great, great bill. Appreciate the welcome. Uh, for those who pro- who may have not heard that story, it is true. Uh, man, what was it, man? Oh, man, it was the it was the legendary build on Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston. Uh, the um, looking at their synastry, and uh, when we were learning the craft. And I was teaching the class. I think I might it was the second class. And um man, you know, man, when you fresh, man, that's a good thing about having a fresh set of eyes, man. For 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 new learners, like keep them fresh sets because you may see something that people who have been looking at it for quite some time have become stuck in a particular way of looking at it and they're not able to see it, but it's there. So don't be afraid, you know, for people who are learning in whatever field. It, uh, it doesn't just have to be spirituality. It could be anything. Uh, keep those fresh sets of eyes and always voice it when you see it and what your interpretation of it is because um, it could be useful in the long run. But, uh, but yeah, man, so, yeah, man, all these phenomena that he's talking about are absolutely true, man. He, uh, my wife, Steph, um, that incident, uh I mean, all these things, man, you know, when you become entangled, man, you know, me and this dude talk so much, man, about God, the concept, the reality, the illusion, uh, we bouncing ideas, uh, we're creating projects, we're writing literature, we're inspired by this force that exists in all of us, and it's compelling us to do these things, um, and it's interesting he's talking about Hulkma today because and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna press one man, but I had to when he started talking about these dreams and these visions because it's paramount of understanding this particular sphere as well. Uh you know, wisdom is not knowledge. You know, it's it's um you just you just know. You know what I mean? You just you just know uh, it is it is the part of you that comes before anything ever was put in a an experiment to know uh, or, or, or being verified here in the physical world. You know, I always get the example like, you know, uh, it was a time where we just knew when it wasn't no books, like it wasn't always books. You know what I mean? Like, like it's a part of us that is superior it is universal it knows all it is all because we are it so 
if you know that you are it or you're in a state when you know that you're this it or this force that we call God, then you already know. You don't, you don't have to go running anything. So it's true that science is a contemporary language of mysticism, and it's secondary to it, in my opinion, uh, because they're studying what ancient traditions already knew, have been knowing, uh, without having to send anything through a test tube or an experiment. We just knew it and, and act on the principle. But uh, a lot of times it's hard for people to accept this because when you're getting the wisdom, these things become revealed truths. Like I can't I, – so many times, like, you know, I have an idea or a thought and um, it'll be it, – in my mind it's organic because I haven't read it anywhere, I haven't studied it anywhere. A, a thought will pop in my mind about a concept that I'm having about one of these conversations that we're talking about, and then a month later or two months later, that same thought that I had in my mind and which I felt was an organic one, some guy somewhere or so, some woman somewhere who actually is into Binah and, or the, 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 the understanding right, the knowledge of the idea, actually ran it through the measures in order to understand it as a fact. But innately, inside of my own mind, I had the revelation that this was a truth, right? So how could it be that I can have this revelation in my mind about something? And this is multiple, multiple occasions. And then months later, as my consciousness has come into contact with what I see in my mind as being truth and righteousness, as far as I'm applying it, then it runs into me or I find it on paper only to confirm what I already knew without it being there. So these wisdom comes through revealed truth a lot of times when things are dropped on you in a way where uh, nobody can really validate it for you but yourself. And sometimes that's the hardest thing because we always want other people to substantiate our claims, right? We don't feel comfortable in our own skin with our truths about how we see this reality. But when you get into this quantum, you start to understand that this whole world is shaped off based upon how you observe it as you use your measuring tool. Uh, and, you, and you see how the mind is the most powerful thing in these placebo experiments where these people – literally think that they're taking pills or whatever, saline shots, and they think these things are loaded with all these, you know, pharmaceutical whatever. And these people walk out of there and their blood pressure goes down or, you know, the stress levels decrease as if they've actually taken these drugs. So I say that to say this, the power is in the mind. This is where the wisdom is at. And when you get into astrology, if you ever decide to take it up, uh, in a lot of people's system, they talk about Uranus being um, ruling the pineal gland, you know, or the higher levels of consciousness, you see. So Noble already explained how this is a higher octave of Mercury, right? These flashes of intuition, this is Uranus, right? these spontaneous thoughts rumbling inside of your consciousness coming to the front uh, so, so that you can be a pioneer and start something new, right? Aquarian, let's get this new thing popping. So uh, 
you know, this is how it's revealed. A lot of this wisdom is revealed. But uh, like Noble said, through these visions and these dreams that he had, when you get into these scriptures, and I said it yesterday, these are, it is a, it is a what's the line? Truth told in a tale will enter in at lonely doors, meaning if you're not, if you cannot have the wisdom to discern these scriptures and you think that it's secular history, uh, you'll debate and argue all day about the facts of the book. But the reality of it is, from my vantage point, is that stories that deal with different states of consciousness that have been personified into these different characters whose names have specific meanings. Uh, and, you know, once you get into it, you can understand that they're talking about you. It's literally an autobiography for you. So that when you start to awaken, uh, you will have a reference point from other men and women who obviously experienced it to be able to put it in a tale, to put it in an allegory so that eventually one day, you're, maybe, maybe, just maybe, your left brain will be able to understand somebody who's writing it from an inspired right brain perspective, uh, similar to poetry. But uh, in, the, in the scripture, it talks about how uh, dreams and visions are the way that this force, this higher level of consciousness, which is really the deeper part of your being, speaks to you, right? So now, nobody didn't read any book to tell me about my wife going to go through this, 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 this trip and fall, or... He didn't read any book to tell me that that morning that I would get to make an observation on my route. He didn't, he didn't read any book for that. He's become so in tune with the higher aspects of his consciousness, and we talk so much regularly on a day-to-day basis that we become entangled particles. So now we're operating at a level that's superseding the speed of light, Super, superseding the speed of light which is now registering in the most spiritual aspect of man, which is his dreams and his ability to see visions, you see, which, which is hard for people who are gun-ho on, 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 on knowledge because you cannot confirm that anywhere other than the own psyche of the individual, you see. But when these things take place and they transpire, that's when you know this, these people, these women, these men, these individuals, whoever they may be, are tuned in. They have awakened the God force inside of them. But, I mean, it's a marvelous, marvelous thing, man. I really love Hawkmoth and what it represents, man. Uh, probably probably, probably my, my most favorite spear on the entire tree, man, you know. But, um, but no, nah, Noble, man, it's a great build, man. I hope the people got something from it to know, man, and uh, journal it, download it. Share it with your family, your friends, uh, and come on down and rock with us on 7-Eleven because we're going to be in the building, man. The march on to a new era is very, very real. The workshop is going to be great. Here's a guy who told me he didn't even know what he wanted to talk about. <laughs> and I said, come on, man, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you want to talk about relationships, dude. <laughs> Cosmic relationships, <laughs> cosmic DNA, man. You know, he's. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't even know what I'm going to talk. I said, "Come on, man, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll lay it out." Man, when he when he saw it, it's like a light bulb. When I, he was like, "Oh man, I'm tripping. I've been tripping." You know, 
So he's exemplifying that yeah. note over in Libra, man. He's really doing it. Really doing a great yeah. job at it, might I, might I add. This guy, this guy yeah. can find a way to talk about relationships dealing with brick masonry, man. He just, you know, yeah. any, any way he can get it in, yeah. man. But it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing, man. So y'all come on out. It's going to be phenomenal. We're going to be talking Twin Flame soulmates from an energetic standpoint, not that corny stuff. You know what I mean? Not none of that corny stuff. We're going to be talking about it from an energetic level, light particles. Is it possible for these things to even exist on that level that we're interpreting it from? Does light exist in an entangled state? Can light be separated? Do they respond the same way at different distances? Right? Because if we are light and we know that we are, right, then the whole concept of a twin flame and a soulmate should be able to be validated on the level of light. And I think we did a very good job exemplifying that and spiritual wisdom for the 21st century. So you come down, you get your book signed by the urban mystic, the urban guru. You're going to have a fantastic workshop. Stone Mountain will be off the chain. Uh, we're going to have some technology down there to really merge this thing in and do it right in this Aquarian age, man. So hope to see y'all in Atlanta for the summer. Peace. All I got to yeah. say. Yeah. That's what it is, man. So we'll see y'all. The last show is next Tuesday. And next Friday, May 1st, market calendar, May 1st, 9 p.m. Eastern, me and the Prime Minister, we'll be up and we're doing the Q&A. So anything from this series, anything you got for us, period, God, light, Uh, this whole thing, light is intelligent. We'll build on that Friday and whatnot. But uh, any question whatsoever, we're going to do a Q&A session. um, Friday, May the 1st, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, man. So with that, y'all have a beautiful, blessed day. And uh, we'll see y'all later. Peace. Peace.